Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ with author and wealth manager Chris Herline. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512 836 0590. Now, here's Chris Herline. Good afternoon, everybody. Chris Herline. And I am live with you tonight, this Wednesday evening, every Wednesday, Thursday, 6 p.m. So glad you're making us part of your evening. So glad that many of you are out on the roadways. It's been an interesting few months here on Wealth Radio. I've gotten to deliver so much more content <laughs> than I normally can because Generally, our show is driven by callers, and there hadn't been a whole lot of callers because there hadn't been a whole lot of people driving around. So definitely not back to the gridlock we're used to, but really welcome all of you today. I've got some great things lined up, and phone lines are open. And as always, your calls can drive the agenda at 512-836-0590, 512-836-0590, whether it's your wealth planning questions, tax planning, estate Social Security, 401ks, Roth IRAs. Look forward to getting into all that and more this evening. Always catch us live uh, on KXAN every Monday and Wednesday during the 6 p.m. news hour to stay on top of the latest and greatest. That's News Channel 36 right here in Austin. And then lastly, before I get moving, uh, I'm going to encourage many of you to join me tonight. Maybe you're on your way home from work or whatever. I'm going to be hosting a live video conference 7 p.m tonight this is something i've been doing for the last about two months now as there's so much to cover with everything going on with the crisis with everything that's changed with the tax code this year with everything that's changed with the stimulus and the cares act uh and we don't have enough time during this hour on klbj so i'll be hosting an encore event tonight 7 p.m so keep that in your hip pocket. You can register for that at no cost. These things generally fill up very quickly. Uh, you know, it's not unusual to have 80 to 150 people on these with me. You know, we take your questions live, and I'll be diving more into the CARES Act and the tax changes and the opportunities to save a significant amount in taxes this year, like literally once-in-a-lifetime stuff, I believe. So... If you want to join me, just uh, head on over to SaveYourBenefits.com right now. SaveYourBenefits.com. Register for our 7 p.m. live video conference, and you can jump on with me right after our broadcast. Now, getting back to the matter at hand. I have been inundated the last couple of weeks. Um, a, lot of business, a lot of business owners have heard us on KLBJ talking about the uh, stimulus, the Paycheck Protection Program, and, and how that can help their business stay afloat, keep people employed during this difficult season. And then I hosted a show a few weeks back around the SECURE Act that passed about three weeks, maybe, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. It's hard to keep track uh, as these months seem like they're, you know, they're 365 days long. Uh, it's just a really interesting time, but a really interesting time for investment, wealth, and retirement planning as well. I mean, there, there are things that are taking place right now uh, that we've never seen, uh, that have never happened. And tax laws and tax relief that we've never seen happen. So as I talk about these things, that generates questions and all sorts. And um, what I wanted to talk to about tonight about was around some of the misconceptions around the CARES Act because there's a lot of good that's come with it, 
but there's a lot of confusion. And that's confusion around what does that mean for my retirement? What does that mean for my stimulus check? Will I even get a stimulus check? All sorts of questions. So I thought tonight, because we're still in this period of time where we're greatly impacted by the pandemic, and you're still wondering if you're gonna get your, your check, and how does that check impact your other income, your social security, whatever it is. I mean, there's just so many layers here. I'm going to peel these back tonight. That's what I'm going to do. And I want to get into the four or five misconceptions that have really popped up and bring some clarity around these because the the, the thing about the stimulus, I'm not a big handout guy. I'm not a big bailout guy. But let me tell you something. I mean, what we've seen uh, is, is crazy. I mean, in a matter of two months, we've got the most unemployed in this country ever in the history. And it happened so quick, nobody even saw it coming. But employment numbers, well, they're coming out this week on Friday. And the interesting thing is, is that these numbers, the data looks so bad that a lot of people are going to be like, well, oh my gosh, the stock market, is it, is it going to crash because these numbers come out? Uh, my belief is right now is that a lot of the downturn we saw in the market in the last two months, a lot of the expectation of this data has already been priced in. There's no doubt about it. That's not to say that more of the retail investors out there see the data and, you know, fire sell or make emotional moves. We never encourage that. But there's also some hope amidst the data that's going to come out on Friday. And, you know, to put it into perspective, during the subprime mortgage, you know, crisis in 2008, payrolls, they declined about 8.7 million over 25 months. Okay, so now it looks like we've lost almost three times as many jobs in just one month this year during this pandemic. Okay, did you hear that? It took 25 months. During that 25-month period, payrolls declined 8.7 million. And the data that's going to be coming out Friday is indicating that we've lost three times as many jobs in just 30 days. The highest unemployment rate since the wind down of World War II. So the jobless rate, even after the Great Recession, it peaked around 10%, 10%. So unfortunately, we're gonna expect the unemployment rate to be even higher this month than last. And it's tough, it's really tough to swallow that Two and a half trillion in spending has offset more than 50% of the damage. Now, I hope I'm wrong about that. But promising money to companies through this stimulus for payroll expenditures, but then not allowing them to open their doors, businesses open their doors, or if they can open their doors only at 25% capacity, that's not going to save a whole lot of bars or restaurants. I mean, you, you have to agree with me. Now, the data is going to indicate this week somewhere around 30 million workers, 30 million workers filed unemployment benefits in the past six weeks. 
that's that's just it's really it's really sad. It's it's hard to swallow. Um, why are you out there right now? Maybe one of those. But the payroll protection program for businesses uh, that has been a good thing. It has helped businesses keep their employees, you know, employed and and get you know the payrolls they need. But a lot of businesses they didn't get it. And we're not going to get into why tonight, even through the second round. So we're not going to get the data of the the true impact of this until probably late July. But there is some good news. And that is, if you look around right now, there's more people on the road than there's been in months. There's more businesses that you're driving by right now that the doors are open instead of closed. And if you think about the opportunity that I've discussed at hand for your retirement planning, your investment planning, your tax planning this year, through these stimulus and relief programs, there's some really great opportunity. The question is, is do you know how to seize the opportunity? And that's why I want to clear the air. I want to clear up the misconceptions around the CARES Act when we come back on the other side of the break. 512-836-0590 to join me tonight. Look forward to taking your text or calls. I've got a couple text questions I'm going to get to here right on the other side. Live, local, and independent. This is WealthRadio.com with Chris Herline. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now back to Chris. Good evening, everybody. Chris Herline. I am live tonight with you at 619 p.m. And phone lines are open. Brandon's got them teed up, ready to go to take your questions at 512-836-0590. 0590, you can call or text. So whether it's Social Security, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, estate planning, anything around the CARES Act, Paycheck Protection Program, happy to speak on all of those things tonight. Tonight, I uh, want to get into uh, the, the misconceptions that are really popping up around the CARES Act right now and clear the air on some things, give you some clarity so you know how to take advantage or at least seize the opportunity at hand. Um, before I do that, I want to remind our listeners tonight, I am hosting our live video conference. It's our Tax Freedom Summit, and I'm going to be taking questions live, but I've got some really, really, uh, uh, just once in a lifetime, in my opinion, strategies I want to show you that have come to light under the recent CARES Act, the SECURE Act that's passed in the last uh, four or five months. I mean, the tax code for this year, I feel bad for our CPAs up there. I mean, it it has been flipped upside down. And a lot of it is good because, well, uh, you know, we need help out there. A lot of us need help, need relief. But at the same time, the SECURE Act, which is something completely different, for those of you that have done a good job of saving, got wealth in the bank, are likely going to leave wealth and legacy to your heirs, You've got to be informed about what this does because this means that they're going to likely take a rake over your wealth. Um, And they got away with it because there's not a whole lot of people at the end of the day that are going to be leaving substantial wealth. It's just it is what it is. But for those of you that have saved at least a million or more, you cannot miss this. Join me tonight. 
Go to SaveYourBenefits.com. That's SaveYourBenefits.com. And I'm going to show you the strategies to mitigate some of these risks, to mitigate some of the taxes, and keep your hard-earned dollars in your pocket. 512-836-0590 if you want to join me on the phone lines. And, uh, again, SaveYourBenefits.com if you want to join me for our live video conference, 7 p.m. tonight, immediately following our broadcast. Uh, let's go to Sterling in Austin, Texas. He's dialing in around a Social Security question. Hello? Sterling, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? I got you. I lost I don't hear you very well. How can we help you, Sterling? Okay. Uh, enjoy the show. Listen, uh, if you have student loans, and you file for Social Security, do they take all of your Social Security money? And if you die, can your wife get the full benefit, or do they continue to take your student loan payment out of that? Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Um, so your Social Security benefit, not, you're, you're, you're asking from a perspective of, will they garnish your Social if you don't pay your loan back? Yeah, if you have an outstanding student loan. I heard they take your Social Security benefits from you to pay it. Well, it, it depends. It depends on the type of the loan. It depends on who's on the loan. Um, you know, is it is it co-signed? Is it somebody else like a, you know, and not in your case necessarily, but like an elder parent? A lot of parents co-sign for the kids and those type of things. Um, but when it comes to your spousal or widow's benefit, to my knowledge, there there is not going to be a withholding if the, the loan was in default for a surviving spouse. Now, again, I would want you to confirm that with the CPA. Now, when it comes to your personal Social Security benefit, and let's say you default on loans that are maybe government-backed, um, you know, I've never had a situation where we've run into that, and I think a lot of it's because most 60- and 70-year-olds on social don't necessarily have that to be concerned with. But at the same time, if you were to be, let's say, uh, behind on your taxes, uh, behind on uh, alimony or child support payments, they can garnish your social all day, all day long. When it comes to your student loan, uh, being a default, I, you would you'd have to look at the provisions of the loan, and you know what are their, uh, you know what are their uh, uh, options to recoup in the event of a default. I think it's really just well, going to depend on the loan type and the specific situation. Well, but garnishing your, your, your tax returns, they take that money. I know that. Oh yeah, not a question, not a question. And they, I know they can garnish your social if you're behind on taxes or child support, a number of things. And being that a lot of these student loans are government backed, um, you know, that, that may be in play. But again, it's going to depend on the specific situation, loan documents, et cetera. So I don't want to give a blanket answer because there's probably other people out there that may have the same question. Be happy to connect you with one of my CPAs, though, at some point. You email Thank me, Chris you. at WealthRadio.com, and we can get you further clarity around that. I appreciate it. Hey, Sterling, thanks for the call, man, and your listenership. 512-836-0590. I've got some uh, text questions I'm going to get to here in a minute, but I, I think let's go ahead and get into really the body of what you guys need to be aware of tonight. So a lot of misconceptions around CARES Act. Now, CARES Act is the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economy Recovery Act, the CARES Act. Okay, that was, I mean, literally they signed it into law on March 27th, I think it was. 
And you know, it's helping uh, people that are impacted by coronavirus. It's helping people that are in retirement. Uh, it's allowing them to access money in ways in their retirement accounts that you never could have. It's allowing people that are already retired to defer uh, distributions from their retirement accounts that otherwise it would be forced to take. So there's just tremendous opportunity out there amidst all the chaos. And you've got to know about this stuff because what will happen is you're going to overpay in taxes this year when you don't have to. So the thing I want to clarify, number one, misconception that's been coming into my office quite a bit. Number one is that everybody out there is eligible for the CRD. Now, what the heck is the CRD? The, the, the CRD is what's called a coronavirus-related distribution. So this would be a, a distribution or withdrawal from your retirement accounts. So what has happened in the last few weeks, the CARES Act allows individuals to withdraw up to $100,000 from their IRAs or a company-sponsored 401k, 403b plan, during 2020 only. And if you access that money up to 100,000, then through the CARES Act, it's allowing for special tax breaks. So these withdrawals are called coronavirus related distributions or CRDs. The misconception is this, not everybody is eligible to take these withdrawals and qualify for the relief under the rules. You've gotta be eligible. And you've got to fall into a particular set of categories. And so these categories are things like maybe you were diagnosed with SARS or COVID. You would have had to, you know, tested positive. Well, then you you qualify. So <laughs> don't don't go out and you know try to get corona so you can get money out of your 401k without any fees. Don't do that, but if you were impacted, for those impacted, of course, you, you, you're approved. Uh, even if your spouse or dependent, whether that be a parent or a child, if they were impacted by this, then you qualify. Now, let's talk about all those out there that have been quarantined and you've been healthy and plan on staying that way. Well, you qualify to access money in your retirement accounts under this relief if you've been adversely affected by being quarantined. Okay, well, there's no parameters on how long you've been quarantined. The IRS hadn't come out with any guidance on that. Uh, you qualify if you've been furloughed or laid off or even having your hours reduced. Again, they haven't said how many hours. Uh, you're unable to work maybe because of uh, childcare. You gotta stay home and, and be with your child. Or maybe uh, your company or you know your employer closed or reduced hours of business. You know, it's pretty broad. And the, the laws give the IRS the authority, of course, to expand these categories, but that hasn't happened yet. So I'm hard pressed to run into anybody out there that through what we've been through in the last three months, they have not been adverse or adversely affected uh, in a way that doesn't fall within these lines really. I mean, if you've been quarantined, they're saying you qualify. If you've been laid off, you definitely qualify. If you've taken a pay cut, you would qualify. 
So it's going to be pretty broad. And as I mentioned earlier, I mean, I've, I've, I don't envy the CPAs because it's going to be wild next year. Wild. I mean, it's already wild because taxes have been pushed out to, you know, July here. Uh, you know, you'd think CPAs are like, oh, I got some breathing room here. They're more inundated than, than ever right now. So that was number one. Not everybody is eligible for CRD. I've got three more I'm going to cover, and then I'm going to get into some text questions on the other side of the break. Keep it right here for the news. Live, local, and independent. This is WealthRadio.com with Chris Herline. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now back to Chris. Great to be back with you. Chris Herline live with you tonight. And it's 635. Many of you on your way home. And you're welcome to dial in this evening with all your wealth planning retirement questions. Uh, We're really, uh, you know touching on the CARES Act tonight and want to ensure that uh, we address your questions though as well. 512-836-0590. And I will get to some text questions here shortly. Um, I just want to get this content out here tonight because there's been a lot of misconceptions, as I mentioned, around CARES Act and what people can and can not do. And uh, what we just recovering before news break here was, you know, not everybody is eligible to be able to take money out of the retirement accounts with a lot of the relief effort. Uh, you got to qualify in a certain category. So we covered that. I, I think uh, another misconception that's really, uh, you know, coming up a lot in the office is, you know, company plans, your 401ks, your 403bs, you know, the misconception is they must allow you to take a coronavirus related distribution and and that's that's not that's not true um the cares act allows companies to offer the crds but the companies aren't required to offer them so if you think about your 401k plan your 403b plan at work there's a plan administrator and there's a lot of documents that have been drafted on what can be done and not done within your plan So this has really created a tremendous amount of work for third-party custodians, third-party administrators, people that administer 401k plans for companies because, um, you know, this this is something that I believe, you know, the CRD relief, the CARES Act relief is something that's needed right now. I'm never encouraging our listeners to take money out of their IRAs and 401ks before retirement, never. But right now, some people out there don't have a choice. If you don't have a war, if you don't have a job, you don't have employment income. Where are you going to go? And so the the CARES Act is allowed for some exemptions and some relief around some of the penalties and some of the the uh, taxation on this money. But the company plans are not forced to do this because what they have to do if they are going to allow it, these third party administrators, these four hundred one k administrators are having to redraft all of the documents within the plan or at least a good part of them. <laughs> so I know for my employees at Reap Financial, Reap Private Client Group, I mean, the day that CARES Act came out, we scrubbed the bill and I was having our third party administrator amend our company plan so that in the event of you know, a need of our employees, then you know, they could do so. So check with your employer and the company plan documents before you just start taking distributions. 
uh, get you in big trouble if the plan doesn't allow for it. Third misconception out there that's really popping up. This one's probably even more than the, the one I just mentioned. It's, hey, if I take a distribution from my IRA and 401k under this coronavirus relief and I qualify, even if I qualify, Chris, isn't it tax-free? Absolutely not. Okay, if you pull money out of your IRA and 401k, this is money in most cases you've never paid tax on. You've gotten a tax deduction every year when you put the money in. So when you go to pull it out someday in retirement, typically, you're going to be taxed as income. You got to pay the piper at some point. So what if you're not retired and you've been affected by coronavirus and you need to access cash in these? I want to be very clear. It is not tax free. Now, there is a waiver that we've likely not seen before. That's a big one. If you're under the age of 59 and a half and you take a distribution typically from your IRA 401k, you're going to get smacked with a 10% penalty on the dollar amount you take out. Plus, you got to pay taxes. So that's why, of course, it's not advisable to take money out before you're 59 and a half and walking into retirement. But under the CARES Act relief, if you're under 59 and a half and you qualify for a distribution, then the distribution is going to be exempt from the 10% penalty. Well, that's big. I mean, think about it. If you took $100,000 out of your IRA or 401k, which is the max under this relief, well, that, that would be a $10,000 penalty. That's waived. So that is relief. I mean, that's the definition of relief. Um, you know, the limits on how much you could pull out of these uh, 401k plans before CARES Act was, was 50 grand. So they raised it, literally, they raised it another 50 to, to the max of 100 grand. So, you know, there's some relief there. Now, the CRD, that, that coronavirus distribution, it is, in most cases, going to be subject to federal taxes. Okay, so you're thinking, okay, well, if I take 100 grand out or 50 grand, whatever the number is, then that's going to show up as income this year, and I've got a big tax bill in a year. Well, they've provided some relief around this as well. One of the relief provisions does allow you to spread out the income taxes that you're going to have to pay on that over three years. So that's pretty big, guys. I mean, that's, that's actually really big. Because um, normally you take 50 grand out. Let me let's do let's let's make it easier for our listeners. Let's say you take 60,000 out, and normally that would show up as income on your tax return, and you know that's that's going to create quite an, a bit of additional tax. It's going to mean likely you're jumping tax brackets in many cases, and and a whole snowball stuff. Well, if you take out 60 grand this year, and you could spread the tax payments out over three years, well, that means that that's going to drastically reduce the tax burden this year as we're all trying to get through coronavirus. So you could pay tax on 20000 of it this year, tax on 20000 of it next year, and then tax on 20000 of it in the third year. So you're still going to pay the piper. You're still going to have to pay Uncle Sam, but you've got three years to pay it back or pay the taxes, I should say instead of just this calendar year. So that's really good news. And I'm gonna take it one step further. You can avoid federal taxes on the entire distribution by paying that distribution 
back to an IRA or your company plan within three years of receiving it. You heard me right. You basically just got to take money out of your pre-tax retirement accounts, do with it what you will for three years. But any dollars that do not make it back in there, well, you got to pay tax on them. And if you wait till the third year, you're going to have to pay tax on everything you didn't put back in there in that year. So again, it can get a little confusing, but that is a generous amount of flexibility we've never seen in retirement accounts like this. Before we go to break, misconception number four. You know, one of the big, probably the greatest planning opportunities for those of you out there over 70 that are used to having to take what's called a required distribution from your IRAs and 401ks. One of the biggest planning opportunities I've ever seen in my career is happening right now. They're waiving or letting you defer your required, mis uh, required minimum distribution here in 2020. That's a big deal because if you've done a great job of saving, your RMD that you're forced to take could be very sizable, 30 grand, 50 grand, 150 grand. It's all income. So if you don't have to take it this year, that means you're going to report less income. For many of you, you're going to drop tax brackets. But then what else are you going to do with the opportunity? And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight on my live video conference or Tax Freedom Summit. We're going to have time to get into that and a lot more. If you want to join me tonight, saveyourbenefits.com. Saveyourbenefits.com. And join me at 7 p.m. right after our broadcast here. So you're going, okay, Chris, that's great. I don't have to take my RMD this year, but what if I already did? What if I already took some RMD or all of my RMD? Some people, they take it at the beginning of the year, middle of the year, throughout the year. You know, everybody's got their method. Well, the good news is, is if you've taken a required distribution, let's say in January or February, well, if you would have known, you, you could put it back and not have to pay tax on that. But here it is, it's May. And let's say you took some distribution that you thought you were gonna be forced to take because by the way, CARES Act didn't even tell you didn't have to until what, March 27th? So there's probably a lot of you out there that may have taken a required distribution or a partial distribution earlier on the year. Well, what the CARES Act states is that if you have taken a required distribution within 60 days, and you put it back in there within 60 days and you don't have to pay tax. The bad news, if you took your distribution in January, February, you missed the window. So whatever you took, you can't put back in your IRA 401k, you'll have to pay tax. But be aware that you know if you didn't satisfy it entirely, the remaining portion you can defer. And that's just a really, really, uh, a powerful play for people that are 70 plus because I just, I'm telling you right now, the families I counsel, consult with, collaborate with, they don't have money problems as much as they got tax problems. And that tax problem is generally because of their required minimum distribution at 70 and a half or what now is age 72. That's the new RMDH. So I got a lot more to cover. As I mentioned, join me tonight for a live video conference, saveyourbenefits.com, 7 p.m. tonight. It's at no cost. We'll have a great room of people. I'll be taking your questions and get into some of the golden opportunities right now under Secure Act and the CARES Act. It's uh, about 6.45. Let's take a quick break. 
Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show again. Go to WealthRadio.com and subscribe to have it delivered right to your inbox. Now, back to Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ with Chris Herline. Chris Herline, I'm back with you tonight in our last segment. Thank you for making us part of your drive home tonight. Uh, you can join me at 512-836-0590 with any questions around your wealth and retirement planning. Um, as promised, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick uh, text question here. It's from Randy. Uh, Chris, uh, I am currently uh, filing unemployment or filing for unemployment insurance benefits as a result of the COVID-19. Um, I'm trying to make ends meet and considering filing for Social Security benefits as well. I am of age to do so. I'm concerned about the earned income limitation that applies to applicants who file for benefits prior to full retirement age. So for our listeners out there, what Randy's saying is he is eligible to take Social Security benefits. He's likely over 62, but he's not quite his full retirement age, which is for most of you 66, 67. So he's concerned that the unemployment benefits that he's going to be receiving uh, could be counted towards the earnings limitation. So before I get into answering that specifically, understand for those of you out there that are eligible for Social Security like Randy and you haven't hit your full retirement age yet, if you have earned income, you're working, the IRS Social Security Administration doesn't like the idea of you taking your benefits before your full retirement age. And so in some cases, in many cases, I should say, they'll, they'll hit you with a penalty. It's called an earnings cap. Randy, I got good news for you, ma'am. Um, the short answer is no. You don't need to be worried about it. Any unemployment benefits, um, they don't count as, as what's called earned income. Okay, it's income for you, but it's not earned income. So the Social Security Administration, they're not going to trigger that penalty on you. Um, that said, though, I mean, Randy, this is a great, very timely question given the current pandemic. Um, the earnings limit applies to benefits received by Social Security recipients, people that are eligible, I should say, um, who continue to have income from work. So if you've been unemployed because of COVID or needing to get unemployment, benefit, unemployment benefits, that's not going to count as earned income. It's you got to go earn it. You got to go work for it. Um, and so the good news is, is that threshold, if you're wondering our listeners out there what the threshold is, I mean, how much can you make if you're under your full retirement age and still get your Social Security benefit without a penalty? Uh, this year, I want to say it's around 18200 bucks, something like that. Here in, it changes every year. I think it's like $18,200. Um, so anything above that, that's when they start hitting your Social Security benefit. They'll take a, a dollar away for every $2 you make over that. Okay. So the unemployment insurance or, or income that you're going to get, Randy, um, it, it's not going to count towards that earnings limit okay so that's that's good news um and those of you out there that maybe aren't getting unemployment insurance but you're wondering like hey i got a stimulus payment and what if i get another one you know is that going to count no 
It's not. And the good news is it's also tax-free. So uh, great question there, Randy. Thank you so much for that. And we can take your questions still. we got a, about seven, eight more minutes today at the broadcast, 512-836-0590. You know, I was covering a lot of the misconceptions that, uh, you know, people have been running into me with, you know, via email or calls, uh, video conference, whatever we've been doing. And I'm hoping I brought some clarity around those today. Um, you know, it is uh, really a minefield out there uh, with the tax laws and and just everything that's that's changed so rapidly um, that you know it's it's hard for us to get our head around the fact that maybe you know your retirement accounts or your investments have you know fallen twenty percent in a matter of you know twenty days. Uh, you know February and March it was just brutal. Um, the other interesting thing is though if you think about you know what stage the United States is and then in, in this uh, you know current pandemic. Uh, you know, as of last week, like I think it was Wednesday last week, I was doing some research, getting ready for one of our live video conferences, and you know, I, I saw that the the market were down on average only about fourteen percent last Wednesday from the all time highs in February. Only down fourteen percent. I mean, fourteen percent is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it was down thirty, right? So if you think about how fast that rebound happened. As much as all of us want to see our accounts go up quick, I, I don't know if I want to see it go up that quick. Because what's going on out there still is it, it's a lot more screwed up than 14%. It's more than 14% screwed up, let's put it that way. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, we're watching this. It's just a very challenging time for investors right now. Because you know, it's a great market day and you're like, okay, you know, should we put some more money in the market? It's a down market day. And you're like, oh my gosh, how much more could it fall? The one thing I just want to ensure that you know is that through crisis, crisis brings danger, of course, but it also brings an immense amount of opportunity. Last week, I talked to our business owners and a lot of the business owners that I work with that have, you know, adapted and re-engineered their business and they're doing more business than they were even before all this. You know, there's opportunity to come out of this stronger. And so that leads to the idea of, you know, how you seize the silver lining opportunities amidst the danger, amidst the crisis. And so tonight, I'm going to talk to you that are pre and post retired around the four opportunities that I think are once in a lifetime. Well, they're things that haven't ever happened before. And if this pandemic is once in a lifetime, what's to say they'll ever happen again? And if you don't educate yourself on these, you're going to miss the boat. And many of you can overpay in taxes. Not only this year, but for many years to come. Seize the opportunity. Join me tonight. SaveYourBenefits.com. SaveYourBenefits.com. Literally in the next three minutes, I'm going to jump off the airways here and jump on our live video conference, taking your question live and diving into the four key tax strategies that you need to be aware of for 2020. Don't let it pass you by. It's going to go quick. SaveYourBenefits.com. SaveYourBenefits.com, and I'll see you in just a couple minutes. Thanks for tuning in tonight. All my best. 
The following program is sponsored by Reap Financial Group, LLC. Investment advisory services provided by Reap Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Opinions expressed in this broadcast are provided for information purposes only and may change without prior notice. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed in any way as an endorsement, an inducement to invest, or an offer to buy or sell any securities. None of the sales content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor and tax professional should be consulted before making any investment decisions or implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.